0: 97% of salespeople are missing this one thing that if they only knew it would allow them to close 75% more sales. It has nothing to do with charisma, the gift of gab, or whatever else you've been told. Because if you're trying to convince your customer, that means they don't want to buy, which means you've already lost the sale. What sales professionals do is sell customers exactly what they want to buy. They work with the customer to uncover their current challenges, the consequences of those challenges, and how that's impacting them. They then help the prospect describe the ideal solution to their problems, what that looks like, and how that perfect outcome will impact them. And once they can picture that perfect outcome, price is irrelevant. That's right. Sales professionals sell customers exactly what they want to buy because it's easier dealing with a happy customer than dealing with a customer who felt sold. So here's the deal. I explain everything in my live two-day sales workshop, June 14th and 15th, in my office. Go to closemoresales.com workshop and you'll be able to close more sales as soon as you get back. The changes in the real estate market has interrupted your business. You're unsure how to acquire more properties, especially in this uncertain environment. Our two day sales disruptors event on December 8th and 9th is gonna teach you the exact process so that you can close more deals and grow your business. You'll learn exactly how to overcome the seller's objections as well as establish yourself as the authority figure so that they'll trust you no matter what. And for the first time ever due to high demand, we're going to be teaching you our disposition sales process so that you know how to communicate effectively with the end buyer. Sign up today at disruptors.com slash sales disruptors so that you'll have all the tools to crush it in 2023. So on uh, YouTube, we got Josue Sanchez. You guys know Josue? Of course. We We know all Mexicans. All right, so they, they'd like for you to sing something.
1: Oh, my God. Are you serious? He knows us that much, huh? Oh, okay. He knows from the... the from the prior. band days. I um, was about to get real
0: loud. All right, go ahead. Should we sing something?
1: What do you want to sing?
2: The only one that you remember. Or anything
1: else. Yeah, I guess we could do that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, easier.
1: Okay. Si eres pobre, te humilla la gente. Si eres rico, te tratan muy bien. <laughs> Un amigo se metió a la mafia, porque pobre ya no quiso ser. Ahora tiene dinero de sobra, por costales le pagan al mes. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Little mob song from the was, back of the
0: day. That was great. I, mean, I remember when we you first uh, started working with us, um, and I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And you sent me a video. I was like, okay, I, he's serious. He is not kidding.
1: Well, we recorded over 30 albums. We toured the country. We, we went viral for fighting famous singers on on TV. We were, uh, I think, uh, we did the whole House of Blues tours, reality we're, shows. We were playing arenas. We, we, it was crazy times. And then we quit. Yeah, Why did you quit? Uh, because we realized, unless you became super famous and we were just more like a supporting act for these tours, you were never going to make more than, you know, like, well, you can make it a normal job. Yeah, I think the most we were making was like maybe like a thousand each a weekend, touring. So unless we got our major break, and we became the headliner. We, we were, which was fine, right? But once you have kids, families, things start happening, and uh, and then all of a sudden, and this, we were playing mob songs like corridos and all these crazy songs. There's a lot I don't of altercations. Yeah, drug cartel style lyrics. There's a lot of altercations at the clubs that we we're playing. We were at one point. Right the two sides of each side of the mob were here, and we're playing, and they pulled out guns at each other, and they were just on a face-off. Everybody just pointing guns at each other. We're on stage; they rush us down from the stage. And I was hiding behind people. Well, yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and that was my wake-up call.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joshua Ortiz on YouTube wants to know what marketing form is working best for you guys in the Hispanic market.
1: Uh, Facebook. Be- oh, there Facebook, there right now for for wholesaling.
0: Just for you, yeah, for Hispanic uh, wholesaling in the Hispanic uh, so community.
1: For wholesaling, we've 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 trialed a lot of lot of things. You know, cold calling is always great, of course, and we've never stopped co- the cold calling. But Facebook, we've seen a lot of results in, um, and that just keeps consistent inbound leads coming in for the team. Um, and I don't think we we've got some great returns with, with just Facebook.
0: Uh, Waterlingus wants to know when's the next event.
1: The next event, uh, when Steve Trent is, is ready to speak at the next event. We'll oh. have to coordinate. Well. Oh. We'll see. Name the date. All yeah. right. You he gotta tells. work with Josh on that one. <laughs> Boom. And then uh, work with Josh.
0: So on Facebook, Scott Dawson wants to know. And I'm I can not read or I can't speak Man, Spanish. Right? Scott. Scott Dawson. Boom. So, Scotty. Que comen los
1: Minos. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what do the sharks eat? Wow. They eat the minnows, right? you so go. you have to evolve from minnow to shark.
0: Uh, Ian Ross, is that a mindset you've always had, or is that positively something that you developed throughout your life? And we we're talking about how you deal with adversity, right? Like you just you don't. There's no struggling; you just keep going.
1: Well, people have a, a great opportunity right now. When the chips are down, when the chips are down, you have the opportunity to become amazing. You don't become amazing when things are going great, because anybody can be great when things are going great. Riding right the wave. They're riding right the wave. But when the chips are down, that's when you grow. And when the wave comes back and things start, because it's cyclical. I mean, they tell you in the front of the thing, the packet, cyclical. They give you the code. All right, so if it was great now, that means we're about to go to the other side. But eventually it comes back around. And those that develop skills and have amazing processes, that have amazing people, are going to become one of the wealthiest people of all time because they made it through the good and the bad. But people quit during the bad. Oh, I guess it's bad. Let's see what else do we do now. Um and I get excited. When I started noticing this three to four months ago, I was like the purge is coming. Uh, Purge is coming. A lot of people are getting wiped out. Purge is coming. And they did. A lot of people did couldn't make it, unfortunately. But the people that were still here struggling and fighting every day, like we're getting stronger by the minute. Every war that we go into, we become stronger, smarter, leaner, faster. And I mean, you know, that's how superheroes are made through adversary.
0: But going to Ian's question, have you always had that mindset?
1: Um I I think I think we have I think we've always had it because first of all we we came here illegally. Um we we used to be in horrible situation. We used to sleep in a in a family's trailer yeah. on the floor of their trailer on a two bedroom small trailer in the hood, Buckeye and 35th Avenue. Um we used to be the family that the church would come over to give food, food to because yeah. they thought we were going to die. We were the refugees pretty much when we got here. We used to sleep in crack houses, literally crack houses. I remember houses. he wanted to
2: make extra money or anything at all, so we had a uh, just to wipe down the to clean the the windows for cars. So He would take me to one of the like the food cities, and then he's like, "Well, who's gonna want this? They're gonna say no." So he, me and him, were just washing all the windows. We didn't care who, which one it was. So when people started le- coming to their cars, we're like, "Hey, we just washed it. They're already washed. This is up to them to get us money or not." Mm-hmm. He's like, "It's a numbers game. Let's just wash all the windows." And then we'll see who gives us
1: money. It's already washed. They don't have to give us money. Uh, Uh, We already did it. So we're that family, man. We used to live in little one. There were studios. uh, And the church would come to our house and give us food because they thought we weren't going to live because we had no money. Eventually, it got so bad that we couldn't even afford that crack house that the church took us in. We lived at a church. And we are living at the church for about a year with another family. And we're separated. Our bedrooms were separated with... Curtains, it's like she bed, bed sheets. That's yeah. what they were separating our rooms, and we'd always be at the church grabbing the free food the that they had. And donations. That's where we lived for the longest time. So anything better than that, we're already winning. Yeah. You know, uh, we could never afford to, to have a house. When well, we tried to buy a house, my parents lost it in '08, um, and so then we had to go back to renting again. And it's just been a crazy roller coaster of highs and lows, and.
0: Well, just trying. I really um, love this this story here, you know. And I think that there's, it's easy to say you guys had um, an unfair life, but you have it, you look at it as you have basically an unfair advantage because yeah. you can't be knocked down because you've already been there.
1: Where where, where am I going to end up at the at the church? Yeah, you know, like, dude, kid, whatever happens, it's always going to be better than than we, we've and, been at.
2: And any, anything that happens now is, is just amazing. Uh, I, I was seeing Ramon's little girl turn 15 and got her permit. So Ramon never got his permit until like he's like 20-something. We something. didn't have papers. We I didn't, didn't have papers. It so. wasn't legal till I was like So you see it with the permit. It's very cool because like, hey, they're getting this other experience. Uh, but for us, we, we didn't have any papers. And, and we're traveling banned without papers. Imagine that. So we're passing through all these states where it was immigration. We and, got
1: deported almost a couple of times.
2: Um, yeah. we got so it's, lucky. It's just luck. When they stop you, they call immigration. If something happens, luck they just let us go. Oh my God, yeah. But uh, it's part of the fight. I mean, everyone gets their own, you know, go at it. You just have to make do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Richard Hicks, find it hard wholesale in Hispanic markets because they always have a family member who can fix everything. So I'm guessing this is if you're trying to buy a home from a Hispanic person. Have you guys run into that?
1: Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, we know going into our strategy that 99% of the people that we talk to aren't going to be qualified. Some people get stubborn and they try to sell... A person that they shouldn't try and sell, and the deal doesn't even go through. They wasted a lot of time. Like we're just skimming. Mm-hmm. Our, our acquisitions people are just skimming. going and do they do they fall into the criteria? Yes or no? And well, I mean, go. if they
2: can fix everything, that's why you love them as tenants. Usually, they'll just fix everything. So that's a that's a big plus.
0: Uh Christian Hernan on YouTube from Memphis. Uh Have you guys done business with Valentin Trujillo? Uh, Valentin we, Trujillo. We've never
1: done a deal, but we know. We we know. We know. Because he's Mexican, so, right? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we go to the same <laughs> Mexican monthly meeting.
0: Uh, Steven Caller on YouTube. When we sell the market, we give him a cheat sheet in Spanish with contacts and HVAC and hard items. Uh, on uh, Instagram, Paulina, as a buyer, should we talk to lenders as well? So I guess if they're buying properties from other wholesalers, should they be talking to lenders? Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. They should be talking to everyone, yeah, sure.
1: but especially lenders, because lenders... Um, they, they're hustlers, too. They're trying to get paid, too. Yeah. So there's so many opportunities and the, thing, the thing is, you're, if
2: you're buying, you want to meet these lenders to know if they already have somebody pre-qualified, mm-hmm. and then you could just skip the whole realtor thing in the middle.
0: Yep. I and mean, then Daniel Quijana says, I need to bring more Latinos on the show. <laughs> I, I think we have a good amount. I don't think we discriminate. Right.
2: <laughs> the thing is I'm that... i Latino? I, I think it, it's not so much that to bring more on is that they haven't got enough education to, to become wholesalers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been seeing our events uh, you're getting more Hispanic uh, realtors that are l- starting to become wholesalers so it's more of a there's not enough of them out there mm-hmm. maybe that's that's the situation well I
0: think uh, you know what you guys are doing and with Carlos right what Carlos Reyes has mm-hmm. done right I mean I think they're they're lifting him yeah up pretty well Is that Victor right Victor wasn't here uh, mm-hmm. not that long ago I, I think I'm just gonna say Daniel you're just wrong yeah. we're just gonna leave it at that <laughs> there's uh, been at
1: least two <laughs>
0: I have one friend, I have that one Hispanic friend. Um, so Edwin Rodriguez on YouTube. Uh, are are you talk? Are, are you guys referencing hard money lenders? Uh, what are you guys t- talking talking to lenders? So can you clarify? Are you talking to regular mortgage lenders, hard it, money lenders, or both? Uh,
2: it's it could be, it, it's all of them. I mean, you can't discriminate. Oh, this is a hard money lender, but they also usually do traditional stuff too.
1: Yeah. I get deals from hard money lenders all the time because they're taking houses back too sometimes. Right. Hey, they hit me up. What can you move this one for? I'm taking it back from this guy. Or they'll have investment properties too. Hey, are you lenders, looking for any of those? Lenders
2: are savvy, man. You, they start doing traditional for the family and then they start offering hard money lenders, but then they have a real estate license and then they're the investors themselves. So many people would disguise themselves as, I am a realtor, but you don't know that he's also a master and then he's a plumber and then he's a, a scientist. And But a lot of people, you have to ask those questions. Hey, what else do you do? Mm-hmm. And it just opens up this huge thing.
0: Um, and then Rush Nico on Instagram: Are you guys from Vegas?
1: We are. I wish. I, I mean, I, I
2: think point? I'm from Vegas
1: now, man. I, I'll <laughs> qualify for that honorary Vegas residents. We we used to fly to Vegas every weekend. Yeah. We went on Twice a three a month week. Vegas binge where every weekend we were in Vegas, 100 for hanging out.
2: I I love uh, every Texas hold'em. Every weekend. Get the the. the the cars, gambling well, It's not even gambling if you know what you're doing. Who's, Who's better at poker? poker? Oh, the, this guy for sure. I mean, when I try, um, but
1: uh, I'll I will lose less, but he's better. I don't I don't know that I'm better. I mean, if I try, I can be good. But we put these poker games together with some of your friends. I know you, you see, text me about them. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I've never won.
2: I'm luckier.
0: I've never but won. he's better. I've
1: lost thousands and thousands, maybe twenty thousand already. In, so in, you're just
0: advertising for this event. Is what is what I'm hearing right now.
1: Well, <laughs> well, this is the thing. We do deals with a lot of the guys that play poker. So I'm like, yeah, I lost 20, but I made you know, this amount by doing uh, deals with well, these guys.
2: The, This is a guy that he's read like so many books on poker and tales. What, how, how do you bet? Doyle Brunson. I, I think that's bio. helped him with mm-hmm. his sales skills. Like how much you bet, how much to pressure a person. Dan then, Harrington. And then you get a yeah. bunch of uh, tales on people. So he definitely knows his stuff. Um, and he'll risk more based on that information. So
0: you just he listed, it, right? So you said Brunson. Burris, Harrington, Dan Harrington. Sklansky. Phil I- Sklansky,
2: Phil Ivey, Phil Hellmuth, Daniel, Grano. Daniel Grano. um Delicious.
0: So, who's your favorite well, poker player? He
2: used
1: to I, mean, like if, Phil, uh, I mean, Phil Ivey is a beast. You know, he's probably the goat. But Phil Hellmuth, he used to Phil love Because he he folds aces and
2: he shows them. Hey, look, I just folded so aces. It's amazing. And he used to do that back in the day when I used to play with him, like to other people, just to say, I know what you have. And he's like, hey, Look, I have aces, and you probably have this. And he he calls people's hands. Hey, you have that. I'm like, how do you even know that? He like, well
1: probably Daniel Negreanu. I mean, he's the most likable guy. He's Daniel definitely
0: Grana. the most likable guy, but I can see a lot of Phil Hamilton in you, right? Yeah. Do you do you scream at yeah. someone for playing hand poorly? <laughs> I that, try th- not that's to. That's probably the mouth.
1: <laughs> right? The that's mouth. Probably was Mike mouth Mike as well. <laughs> you used to to play professionally as well.
0: Uh sort of I played. Yeah. And I would always do well in the local game uh-huh. and donate in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Man,
2: that's usually our
1: There's nothing more in, I, I love I love um playing above my level of comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's the uh, only way I get excitement. Right. That's crazy. Like I sat down at a big game in Vegas with three thousand dollars and I called that the big game mm-hmm. of the Bellagio. And then a the guy next to me sits down with thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. And then the guy to my right sits down with forty thousand. Yeah. And I'm sitting here with three thousand and my heart was pounding every second until they took me out because I you it see, wasn't so enough. Okay. It was
0: last year I sat at a table. It was a twenty forty, right? Um yes. twenty forty no yes. limits. Yeah. That's the game. Right? I no bleeds. Sa- yeah. So I sat at that that game and I was <sighs> like, okay, like this is Entirely uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. It is. And but I look we, over here loved it. and there's like a half million at the table next to me, right? Like, it's... Uh, I feel <laughs> it's, it, right? All right, well...
1: <laughs> That's how you get the adrenaline I feel in
0: completely inadequate. Well, he was dragging me. dragging
2: me to Vegas since uh, I think I was 18, 19 or 20 with fake IDs. We're all just going to Vegas and playing.
1: Well, this is the thing, though. I have a, my little vision board kind of notes, notepad of things that I want to accomplish or happen as a, as a carrot to get to the next level. And so, you know, one of them was when I get to hundred thousand dollars in the bank account, I'm gonna buy myself a watch, right? Like a, like a decent, not something crazy, and so I, like a five thousand dollar tag career, right? And so I, I, got it, but I have a list. Okay, when I get to two hundred, then I'm gonna buy this other thing, three, and I have it all the way up to like five million 10, you know? And so at every level, I have something that I want to do, and I think at the like the three million level, five million, something like that. One of my to do's as a marker to to stamp that moment is to buy into one of those big games in Vegas to the Bobby's room, you know, with like a hundred thousand. You know, like that's uh, yeah. that's gonna be like the marker at that level. Just got like a carrot to always keep trying to chase for more.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I haven't pulled the trigger yet on the World Series. Um, that's World also Series. on there, you know, 10 yeah, the big game, I mean, huh? it's 10,000, just throw away because you know you're gonna get crushed. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe a satellite. i play though. some satellites uh, no, I would just go no, straight to yeah. big oh. yeah. <laughs> But that's the story. Uh, uh, Daniel Quijano wants to know, hard shell or soft shell?
1: Tacos? Mm-hmm. Soft shell, baby, come on now. Dude, hard shells? Heart I, shell. I love
2: hard shells unless it's like authentic Mexican tacos. tacos it, it has to be tacos a, a soft shell, like potato. Arena, you know?
1: Soft shells. That's what it's Depending like. where potato. I'm at. Hard shell,
2: potato. Taco Barrel or Del Taco? That, that's what I would ask that guy. What? Uh, taco <laughs> Bell or taco? Del taco? Neither. Neither. They're I true. mean, if you're, if you're already there, I mean. <laughs> Del taco.
0: Uh, Del taco. Um, sure. And the Steam Collar says Wells Fargo is now doing iTunes loans. I had no idea. Oh, nice. That's cool. Cool. Uh, Sorry
1: about what happened with Wells Fargo, by the way. I, oh wow. I yeah. was there right before it happened. Didn't they? Uh, I the, ran right before huh? all the Wells Fargo things were happening. Right now well, they fired what? I don't know. A couple their, years back. Uh, I was doing so much business with in Wells Fargo. Yeah, they changed all the comp. Plans. They changed all the comp plans because of what it, certain individuals.
0: Um, and the Russian is, uh, Nico, what's your c spot for days to close? Close to escrow day from purchase date to uh, 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 on their agreement. So, how much time do you give yourself to close?
2: A lot. Nowadays, you have to give as yourself thirty days, gone. even forty-five. People used to pull the trigger. Hey, three-day close, four-day close, because you're fighting with so many other wholesalers. But now most of the wholesalers, you know, they either stopped or they're not getting enough deals. Now you can be picky as a buyer, so you know, be as picky as you can. Give yourself ten day inspections. We're doing that on all the deals. Hey, ten day inspections, thirty day close. We're we're not giving them closing costs either on these
1: cash offers. We used to.
0: Yeah. Um, What's your favorite listings? What's your favorite list to cold call, Juan Martinez?
1: Uh, I'll be honest, man. We haven't really looked into list in a while, just because we we downloaded all of Maricopa, like everyone else, and purchased. Jared just gave it to just yeah, split it with everybody. Yeah, yeah there you go. He sold it to a guy that sold it to us. Uh, and so I everybody has it. the same context. So we left it on play and just let it ra- run forever. It's crazy how people are making money
2: still on that. Like I have a guy that he's like, I'll show you this list. And 50, I'm like, 000. and they're still reselling
0: that same list. You're like wholesaling whole a list or you're flipping yeah, a like, list.
1: So, but I mean, if I had to uh, go back to my days when we were doing that, um, liens, liens have always been amazing for us. Every new state that we would go, we would go into, cause we tried a lot of states and we were getting deals in a lot of these states. Yeah. It was liens. Like we were always going to deal through liens, but right now we have the cold callers going, but it's just an auto play. Sometimes we'll get a niche list of something and we'll target a certain area. We'll adjust it for just a minute, but then we'll just put all play on all it's and just call everything.
0: I still remember this back when we were uh, working with you guys and we were coaching you guys. Um, one of your guys was texting me.
1: Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember I that conversation.
0: I was like, "Who do you work for?" Like, I, th- this script looks very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> who do you work for? Oh my god! And so I, I booked the call with you, and you didn't know who it was. <laughs> that was classic.
1: That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's cool when you like you'll call people out, and then they're like, "Is this Ramon?" Yeah. Like, I get hit up all the time to sell houses. Like, people, hey, you want to sell your house? But like, hey, bro. If you have any houses, let me know. I'll help you move them. blah, blah. And guess what? Maybe I'll put you one of my beds. They're like, this is Ramon. Yeah. Like, who is this? It's me, man. (laughs) Michael. Michael, how's it going? (laughs) Because everybody knows everyone in town. So it's just, it's awesome.
0: Well, I think you, the way you carry yourself is obvious, right? We can say, oh, this is definitely Ramon. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this Ramon?
1: Like, oh, that's the best.
0: On uh, YouTube, Cisco Luna wants to know what country's next.
1: For what? What country's next for travel? Mm -hmm. Um... That's a good question, man. I just got back from Dubai uh, a couple of months back. Amazing. amazing. I'm, I got I'm up
2: loving Mexico for some reason now. I we, we weren't traveling that much of our own country um, just because of the, the myths of all the cartels, crazy stuff like that. So I was always a little bit scared of that. Yeah. But recently, Ramon's been taking me to like Vallarta. These places are amazing. Like, so Mexico is definitely.
1: I think Dubai, Dubai is probably next. Because so, my dad always wanted to go to Dubai. And we had Dubai already booked oh, yeah. pre-COVID and then they canceled everything. Our next trip is Dubai. Where so I we think have Dubai the, definitely yeah. wanna make that happen sooner or later.
0: Uh besides financial freedom, what else do you guys love about real estate?
1: Uh I love that it always changes. It's like you're trying to control it and master it, and then like it'll humble you in a minute. When you feel like you're the, the genius of the world, then you feel also like you're the dumbest of the world at the same time when something because there's so many different scenarios. And when you think you got it, then things shift, and all of a sudden you have to play another human that you never knew you needed to play. Mm-hmm. So it's always humbling. And you the, like, the change
2: opens up room for new people. You know, there's, there's always new faces, so, new
1: characters. So that way, the people that's been here for a while they got to pivot, mm-hmm. or they're gonna, you know, get canned. And also helping your friends get to that next stage. Because I'll be talking to people, right, and they'll say to me, "Hey, bro, remember when I was at your training?" And and I'm like, "You were at my training." <laughs> Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, it worked. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, because sometimes you feel like they didn't help anyone. You know, because sometimes we get information, try to do, do those little pop-ups and help some people out. But you don't know if it really helped. But then once you see a good majority of the people that were with you mm-hmm. through those times do deals and they're still involved, like, oh, my God, I think some of the stuff that we we're sharing actually worked with people.
0: Well, I mean, like you said a moment ago, right? Like, I had no idea, like, my meetup was your first event. A, yeah. yeah. So that's... That was, Awesome. Great food. Great. I love
1: those little sliders. I oh, also yeah. love those sliders. <laughs> um,
0: what is your what is your why?
1: Um, my why. I, I think with, with kids it's crazy because like all your whole life you design it around your kids. I remember five years ago, I was thinking, oh, my daughter's 10. Oh, f- five years that she needs to do her quinceañera. I need to have money like ASAP in the next couple of years. At least in the next three years, I need to have money because that's expensive. It's going to be 20, 10, 20. I don't know how much it is to do that. So, my why was that? And all of a sudden, like I was on go, go, go because I need to make money for that. Because I'm like, how am I going to pay for it if I had no money to live? And so, I think your why, as long as you have kids, is always something linked to your kids. I mean, and your family. That, that's really, that's really it for me. For
2: me, it's just time, uh, very conscious of time. Uh, different uh, rhythms that you have at different ages so if I get to be like 60 70 it's gonna be a different rhythm. I don't want to be clubbing Paris at you know 80 years old and oh, dancing I just want to, I, I know that certain age ranges I can do different activities so I just want to experience those at different levels as well. If I go to Paris now I'm going to be hanging out at a club but if I go to Paris in, in 10 years or 20 years from now it's probably going to be having a cafe and something chill. I just want to experience a bunch of things that I like personally, artistically, see all these monuments now and just time, you know, uh, enough that I can.
1: And I think there's some people that aren't conscious that there's different seasons for everything. Like some people's waiting for the, the hole that I hear all the time. Delay gratification. Delay gratification. Well, the guy that told me that died six months later when I first was starting mm-hmm. to make yeah. a little bit of money. A good. Guy. So I think it's how we are all raised in our environment. If the guy telling you to delay gratification dies six months later of some crazy cancer that hit him, yeah. guess what I'm going to do?
0: Not delay gratification. I'm not going to delay gratification. <laughs> no way. The yeah.
1: guy that was preaching that to me died six months later. Like real story. Good friend of mine. So that's that was my environment. That was my surrounding. So guess what? I'm delaying nothing.
2: In reality, how much money do you really need when you're 80? You know, you're know, you not looking
1: for oh, millions to survive. You're just sitting. You can barely walk. I'm, I'm just trying to get all those experience in. Uh, because guess, guess when I'm going to sacrifice? When the kids are grown up, I have all that time to sacrifice. I want to be a workaholic. I'm going to do when they're not around. And, and the
2: best thing you give your, your kids not money, is, is information. You teach them, you show them how to open up a bank account, how to better their credit, how to buy their first investment, all this shit's free if you already learned it. So you don't want to give them the money. You want them to make the money and feel happy that they created money on their own. And now they're hunters. But if you want to leave them a million dollars, you'd be scared that they're
1: probably not going to go the right direction. I think a, I a great book on that topic, if anybody wants to to, to read, which is great, is um, Die with Zero. I don't know if you've read it. Built I Oh, yeah. Die with Zero really puts it into perspective of how important, you know, memories and and all these experiences are. And he calls it, memories are the currency of life. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a, a book that I would consider yeah. like an audible. For sure. um, it just puts things into perspective on how... Time with money and experiences means different things at different times of your life.
0: Uh, I didn't get an answer from you that I recall. So, besides financial freedom, what else do you love about real estate? Uh, I mean
2: that I'm able to create stuff from nothing. I have a choice in how much I make or how much I can evolve myself personally. With my nine to five, that was the thing that I just hated no control. I already had my whole future planned out. Sixty five, quo was gonna keep moving up, but. It just felt like I was working for the the machine. You know, I can, my mind is about creating things and and it was already written for me my whole, uh, my whole life. So just real estate gives me, uh, uh, a canvas, you know, how much do I want to create? And it's always testing me because I'm very conservative. Buying the Lambo gave me a heart attack. I didn't want to buy the Lambo. I wanted it, but in reality, I didn't care for that heart attack of, oh, why should I? I don't deserve this. Um, he always helps me on push harder and get things that you feel way uncomfortable. And he, the second he knew that I, I was like freezing up when he told me, Hey, you should get a Lambo, I was like screaming and yelling, no, oh, I don't have that. nothing with that. And then once I got it, I overcame that fear of of buying something expensive mm-hmm. that in my mind I was blocked. And that
1: helped me now because Ramon's like, oh, we should get a jet. On on that note, I think Lambo owners should become a protected class. Because oh. we get so <laughs> much crap from everyone those people with lambos like I'm, we get uh, so much I'm, crap i'm, right I'm in that. that category oh so much crap from i'm like dude i don't even want to drive it. i feel horrible and the funny thing
2: for the lambo <laughs> i've I, i've had so many people drive it that would have never driven one even our the guy that does remodels and little kids and stuff and the people's lambo. It, it, so many people have been in the car and <laughs> just you know it opens up dreams for other people i'm like hey if eventually i don't have it or something happens i i'm gonna let everyone basically
1: feel that experience for one second here's my excitement something that i've never really talked to anyone about Uh, i'm excited that whoever comes across our business or works within our business uh, i'm excited to know that they're going to have a better future right just because somebody's working with us right now doesn't mean that that's the end right everybody that's working with us is learning continuously and you know it's only a matter of time it's all it's all a school you know instead of them working for somebody that where you're just inputting data all day long. You can't grow from that. But seeing us on a day-to-day basis, seeing how we can make $100,000 from thin air, that is real-life experience that somebody's taken and is jotting down. And, you know, that's just exciting for me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm changing somebody's life at some point. Um, and it's like a real school. I mean, you know, I'm sure people being around you all day, they're taking all the things that you do on a regular basis that makes you successful. So for us as well, people that are around us, they're seeing how is it going. They're seeing how we handle different aspects of the business. So it's like one giant school.
0: Yeah, no, that's powerful. Um, what is your biggest struggle right now? Uh, uh, what do you mean? Biggest struggle? What are you dealing with right now?
2: Um, I've became some kind of workaholic, you might say. I don't really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, Taking so many trips as of now, he
1: doesn't. He doesn't enjoy not working.
2: Uh, yeah, Ramon gave me a cat, and then I couldn't. I, I'm like, I can't take care of this thing, man. Like, he's like, you need a cat because you know, you live alone. But but I I love what I do right now, Kid and cat. I have to like take the foot off that, you know, pedal. But uh, uh, just spending more normal time doing other normal stuff. But I like to work right now, and and I told this guy, hey, right now I'm, I love being a workaholic, and I'm gonna push this thing and. We're going to be, keep doing great. You,
1: you know you love what you do when you're done at the end of the day and you feel weird. like You mm. feel out of place because you're not doing that. Like you go home and you're supposed to stop and, yeah. hey, how's it going? Where's the break, immediately. Or like the weekend. It's Friday. Uh, no, no, no. That's yeah, not exciting. Yeah. But then you start thinking, oh, wait, I'm getting inbound calls. So I'll, I'll send it to the team if things are happening. so You're sort of like cheating and still working a little bit.
2: Yeah. And, and it's not, I think he's asking about struggling how to get deals and stuff like that. But I've always been with the community. Um I was I had different uh, uh marketing within the community which is just um uh, just uh, flyers talking to realtors talking to lenders talking to anybody business owners are big ones that buy from us so uh on that side we're we're okay I think
0: What's your biggest struggle?
1: Um my biggest struggle Uh you yeah. know as a as a business owner you know we we have a huge responsibility you know to people that work with us that look up to us You know, there might be people I don't even we know personally, but are following our journey that want us to succeed. Maybe that want to have the same life at some point that want to do the same things for for their family. So my biggest struggle is trying to become a better person, trying to have a better company, try to have better processes, try to find the next niche marketing to try to optimize the machine, trying to lean up the machine. I mean, there's so many things that we need to work on as a business owner, because there's a lot of people behind you, like saying, I'm still here. You know, like, so sometimes we'll, we, we lose sleep trying to become a better person. And um, I think just that alone, it's a huge struggle to, to try to become better every day. So, yeah. so that way people feel like they're in the right team. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, people saying, oh. Is there
0: me? an example recently where you felt like you struggled here?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, in the last four months, you know, during the whole shift, you know, we were doing 20 to 30 deals a month, right? And as a business owner, okay, great. Everything's going great. you so I don't really look under the hood that much. And then we went to zero deals for like 16 days. Real talk. Zero deals for 16 days. And we've, that's never happened. We usually do two, three deals a day. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's look under the hood. What's going on? I started running numbers. Who's did so many deals in the last couple of months? Blah, blah, blah. We started looking and there was a lot of things that weren't really going that great internally. But because we're doing all these deals because of the order taking. um, It felt like everything was right. So I was like, don't mess with anything. Like, even if people aren't doing that, great. And so I think just looking under the hood and realizing that all these different things shouldn't be that way, that was a struggle for me to readjust as quickly as possible. What were were
0: some things that weren't going the way they were supposed to be going?
1: Well, I mean, we had people that hadn't done deals for three months.
0: On your team? Uh, On my team. I think
1: it's the, the market shift. So I've
2: always known that in real estate school, they say every six months, the market shifts somehow. So, I mean, we as the owners have to sh- change the knobs. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the
1: new formula. So, we were quick about that. But that was um, the thing because it was the three months when things went the other, other direction. Hard. Hard, yeah. hard. We were, people, we we're having people that were doing 10 15,000 a month commissions. And all of a sudden, you know, some of them were doing maybe like half and then some people haven't seen yeah. it. But they were salary too. So, making those decisions were the most difficult. I know for Annette... Because Annette's the discipline manager, so thank God. So she was the one that had to do a she lot of tough convers- decisions. Conversations. Uh, but but I, mean, I
0: can see that it's touching you, right? It's, it's yeah. affecting you. Yeah. So like, yeah. what was it specifically that like?
1: Well, letting people go because the people that you hire are amazing, right? Because you, for you to hire someone, you have to know that they're better than you. Mm-hmm. And so all the people that we hired that we had to let go, I knew they were amazing. They were way more qualified. Some of them had PhDs. And so for us to make those decisions that to readjust, it was it was very tough because we knew there were amazing people, but they were amazing people in the wrong time, in the wrong wave. Or maybe if they would have had more time during the right time, they would have grown into these other people. And it was either make a business decision or have your business go in the red very quickly. And then we might not even be here at this point. So, I mean, you've seen Facebook what laying off like 11,000 people right now.
0: Heard something about that?
1: Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's it's adjusting, and for us, we're, we're a small company, right? We're like twelve people. Yeah. But we have to make these decisions very quickly in those couple of months, in order for us to still keep a profitable, you know, lean business. So that that's that's very difficult. Because I mean, every single person that we work with were amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is your superpower?
1: Um, I think my superpower is not being too attached to anything. Processes like we will change our business model, drop of a hat. Um, Sometimes people take too long to adjust, and you know we would have taken an extra month, an extra two months to adjust. That would have been horrible. Can you imagine? Like at some point, like your business is not even profitable. You know you're dipping into other forms of income to keep it going. Um, I think being able to adjust is is a is a good superpower because companies have gone out of business people that you've had on this show might not be around at yeah. some point now that we know. Um, so, and that, that might've been because maybe they didn't adjust as quickly as possible. And maybe they had businesses that are way too big because it looked amazing to have a whole boiler room of people, you know, and, and I think that, you know, just being able to adjust this was has been able to keep us. We went from, a lot of people, too, just a couple of key people, and we're still here going. And now it's turning around. I mean, we had one of our biggest days yesterday, right? Yeah, we like we threw in like 30, and we, a, a couple of weeks. We, we got in a couple of de- weeks, which is like bare, you know, 5,000 assignments, 10,000 assignments. And yesterday, I think we threw in like 35 ish thousand okay. dollars in one day. So then we saw again, like, oh, okay, here we go. How
0: about it, you?
2: is where we keep pivoting. And for, for Ramon, I think his superpower is more of a he'll, he'll uh, assume that things are going in a certain direction and plan for them. And he already knows they're going to happen. It's kind of weird. He always says, okay, we're going to do this. And then we're going to get all these trips. And then, oh, well, what are we going to do? Is we have to allocate some money to that? Oh, we'll get it somehow. Don't worry. And then it just happens. Like he's always done that. Was like even with the flips, he just assumes that things are going to work out. And then for some reasons, like magically, they just work out. Like this pivoting, he assumed, well, you'll find a way or you'll you'll get an ideal, We'll get, uh, we'll, we'll get an We'll hang, hang in there. Hang in we'll there. hang in there. And then... We find a way again, and then we find a new way of working this new market.
0: What is your superpower?
2: Superpower for me is uh, thinking. I just stop and think. That's what I tell everyone. He has everyone. the
1: highest IQ in the office, by the way. We yeah. took IQ test <laughs> and I was like, not that high. I was like I thirty know. points
2: under his. There's
1: other, and he was, he was pretty. He was, well, yeah, kind of in the office, but I mean, there's other people there. Well, now there's people with higher IQs, but. That's the thing. Like, IQ doesn't necessarily mean you're to be successful. No, it doesn't. You can have a high IQ and not be successful in a role. You're just probably like in the wrong. We role. we uh,
2: know what type of IQ is the sales side of it, and they're gonna be great. But usually, if you're very high IQ, you're not gonna be that great of a. You need to be in usually. the middle
1: IQ to be a good salesman. Because if you have yeah. too much IQ, you overthink too much, and then. You...
2: My whole thing is stop and think, and then if we all decide this is great, because we also have to think. Well, why? Isn't it great? You know, give the other side a, a, an option as well. Um, why shouldn't we do this? Or why isn't that other option better? Now, now, to, shot.
1: now, to be fair, for those people whose businesses aren't doing that great right now, maybe they put a pause on it. It's not the end of the world, right? People always start it again. Maybe they're taking a, a, some time. So I think that's the beauty of real estate. You know, you, you hit a roadblock. You could always take time to reassess and reinvent yourself. Mm. Maybe look at other strategies and, and go back and do it again. And then maybe become successful again. Um, I, and, and I think that's something that sometimes people might feel like, oh, I failed. I'm never going back. No, people can start again tomorrow. Yeah. Start a new strategies, show up to the events again and get the ball rolling. I think having the connections is probably the most important thing. If somebody already has the connections, I mean, it's easier for people to pick it back Much up. Much
0: easier. Uh, Dan Kihano is questioning or is disappointed with how his name was spelled. So, um, what we need to do is you need to become a super fan and tip, and then maybe our guys will spell your name correctly oh, next hey, time. Yeah. Um, what book have you gifted more than any other?
1: Uh, the Richest Man in Babylon. It's such a basic book of just basic laws of business. And it, it talks about uh, don't do things that you don't know anything about. You know, if you don't know something, hold up and wait till you know enough about something because it's more likely it's not going to work i don't i don't know about dogecoin i don't know about these other things you know if people lose money in things that they know about you imagine going into things that you don't know about or don't yeah.
2: get advice from a bricklayer on dogecoin like, exactly oh, you lay brick or well, do you know so much about dogecoin or?
1: exactly so just stay <laughs> stay in your lane that that book is, is so
2: clear it's
1: like some basic fundamentals I how think. about you uh what was the
0: question what book have you gifted more than any other?
2: Okay, so uh, this is not a book where it's about business or anything like that. And I've always remembered this book. Actually, the first book that this guy gave me uh, is called The Giver. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made a movie on it. And it's uh, I always compared that even today of life. Um, it's just a book uh, where everyone sees everything in black and white. And then for some reason, one kid is able to see in color. And then he starts seeing how amazing the world is. And thus does have to be structured. And then you can think for yourself. And... It's a big, like a big brother type kind of book, and uh, that's how I see just life in general. You know, try to see things in color because we might all be seeing everything in black and white.
1: I think another great book is uh, how to influ- how to win friends and influence. Oh yeah, that's great a book. that's a really good, good
0: yep. book. As well. So I want you to think about last thoughts you want to leave the listeners with. Make a couple of quick announcements, guys. If you have value today, please like, subscribe, share, comment. Uh, we want to help reach more people. And I think, you know, there's incredible value given here today. Only see 24 thumbs up, but 47 watching. I'm not as great as math, but I think, you know, it could be a little bit closer. Uh, And then we do have our live sales training event. If you guys are interested, go to millionairesupport.com, talk to my team. We'll get you set up. And tune in next week, we got Chad Young. I'm excited to have him on the show. So what are some last thoughts you wanna leave the listeners with?
1: Um, I think you guys need to surround yourself with amazing people, follow amazing people, see what they're doing, just surround yourself by people that, that are doing better than you. Uh, cause ultimately, you know, that'll, that'll make you into the person that you want to become. You know, you've always had your slogan. I'm on the journey to create a hundred millionaires. And I was like, Oh, cool. I want to become a millionaire too, you know? And then I was like... So then you start thinking and subliminally, you know, now you're, I'm listening to you say that over and over and over and over. All of a sudden you become a millionaire. And just because of you listening to somebody that makes me, well, how do I be, you know, how do I become a millionaire? How does that happen? Initiate. And just by surrounding yourself by people, eventually somehow it happens. Like overnight, some things do go right. But can you imagine if I wasn't even around that or listening to that or I wouldn't even for sure. thinking of that but you mentioned you know, I'm going to create a hundred million and I was like oh I want to become one of those how do you sign up sign up for your course um, kept going kept trying never gave up you know we all get a turn I know eventually something good happens mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like that one mob guy you know just outlast everyone at some and maybe he'll Michael make it <laughs> Francine Have you, seen you just yeah. you just stay stick you with it outlast you know? everyone this guy's still around Oh cool. What are they doing?
0: <laughs> are you saying you are a millionaire?
1: I'm saying I have properties. I mean, Asset
0: wise, uh, I mean you're a millionaire.
1: Yeah. But I mean what's all right. close to close is, to multi-millionaire. You're right. more <laughs> maybe last year multi,
2: but now the properties so, went out. Uh, so everybody, right? Definitely
0: <laughs> gotta talk to Josh about that after the show. <laughs> uh last thoughts you want to leave everyone with?
2: Um, so uh I'm a believer of working with people that don't know much but have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, it's harder to work with a person that's already a millionaire and already does his thing and he doesn't need an extra 10000 an extra $5,000 so I always pride myself in uh, uh, helping someone that has the energy and will commit 150% uh, to this industry um, for example, I've paid for licenses for friends that are, we're doing deals now like I told them, hey, do your real estate so I said, oh, but I want to wholesale and I'll get your license and then they'll they'll show that you actually have the initiative so uh, get a call, hey, I got my license. I'm like, oh, shit, this guy really did what he was going to do. But uh, people don't understand that when you work with new people, they haven't made a million yet. So if they're the ones, they're the Ramon, the new Ramon that he's going to make a million with you or without you, I want to help you out. You know, if you're new, you don't know your stuff yet. All you need is be pointed towards the right direction. You know, definitely uh, reach out. Uh, I, I, would, I am going to tell him, hey, get a real estate, real estate license or start doing these activities. But I Work with a lot of new people, and he does
1: take time to speak to people and he listens to them. Mm. Like for me, I'm the one where I'll swipe up, like the moment yeah, I get bored, He's
2: generation uh, uh TikTok swiper, yeah, so every he, three he seconds. He actually
1: listens, you know?
2: you know, me and Ramon. Uh, I can only talk to him for five to ten <laughs> seconds and I stop, and your turn because he will get bored, he'll fall. He's like, Oh, okay, and he's gone. So, I understand <laughs> that about him. Annette does that a lot, she gets bored. Oh, <laughs> But that's a TikTok generation so I'm trying to set know. a
0: record for, for for holding his attention. Yeah, it's it's very uh, tough,
2: but I mean that's that's how it is.
0: How can someone get a hold of you?
2: Uh phone number. You can just call me out 602-405-8318-602-405-8318. 405 602-405-8318. 8318 we also have the Instagram
1: Rodrigo uh Hoso sharks.
0: How about yourself? Yeah,
1: Instagram's probably, probably the best way. Uh Hoso sharks. Pretty straightforward. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, before you wrap it up, man, I just want to say thanks, you know, for having us for having us here. This is definitely um, one of the best experiences we've had. And this is definitely up there with our wish list and our vision board. You know, I drew ourselves like this. I painted a canvas of us sitting here. Believe it or not, I'll send it to you via mail. And so now to be here is definitely um, a great, great experience. Well, if
2: Ramon would have told me when we went to the first Disruptor, which was my first event, I, I wouldn't believe him. Like, yeah. hey, one day we're going to... Uh, doesn't make sense like
1: because you're the new guy and all of a sudden you see all these people that made it and you're like one day i want to be one of the people that feels like they made something you know and so just to be here i mean it's, it's just amazing for those people watching i say it a lot you know keep going uh we all get a turn it's true we all get a you turn even made the hats keep going right and and <laughs> it's not always positive you know we all get a turn at sadness we all get a turn of happiness we all get a turn at money we all get a turn of you know Brokenness, but you get a turn of everything. So if you haven't gotten a turn of this, I mean, just hang in there, keep that's going. Bye. Only if you don't quit. People that quit, nobody will ever hear this story.
0: that's true. Go, cool, go. Cool. Thank you. My friend. My man. Thank oh. you. See you guys next week. Shout out to Steve Train. Jump on the Steve Train. We real estate disruptors.